worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. Sad news arrived over the weekend. Alex Trebek, uh, confirmed by Jeopardy themselves. That's where I first saw the post. Um, Alex Trebek passed away at the age of 80 after his battle uh, with cancer. And, you know, it's definitely a, 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 a ripple in the force, right? Like a disturbance. Uh, it's definitely a lot of people feeling uh, something because of that, which is a bit strange. I mean, it's, it's a game show host, and not to diminish that, but it is a game show host who still managed to, like, you know, reach just about everybody uh, over the years, the many years that he was host of that show. And it was a show that, I mean, I think is all that much more meaningful in the days we find ourselves in now, where a lot of uh, feeling drives what people's decisions are instead of sometimes, you know, more importantly, fact. And that is a show completely about knowledge, like 100% about fact. And uh, it's not that it's going anywhere. Um, it's just there's some big, big shoes that will be filled eventually. I know that they were, you know, already kind of looking for that uh, individual who might be able to fill those shoes. But and when and with Alex Trebek's, you know, blessing, he wasn't always going to be hosting the show anyways. But he did say that he wanted to stay on for as long as he possibly could. And he certainly certainly did there was a moment uh, last year in fact just about a year ago to the day posted by jeopardy on november 11th 2019 of uh, of an individual who was a contestant who decided to make a meaningful moment happen in the final jeopardy instead of actually placing his answer or rather his question on the board let's take a look at your response did you come up with the right one no what is we love you out that's very kind thank you <laughs> Costs you 1995. You're left with five bucks. Okay. And then he moves right on. He's ever the showman, right back to business, even though he's choked up just a little bit. Very, very beautiful. I mean, presumably, he knows the answer prompt for the question, what is the meaning of life? You're going to feel attacked by this information, but a study that was conducted down in the States. So, uh, you know, it probably is slightly different here in Canada, but we don't know those minute variations. They, uh, they claim to have found out that People have spent an extra 448 hours on the sofa this year. Not even this year, just since March, since COVID-19 lockdowns and procedural changes, right? 448 extra hours on the couch. Now, that's not to say that that's all play and no work, right? 61% of us saying that they're using their sofa as their primary place to do work email stuff, to check the check them emails and figure it out. I mean, it's a little more comfy than the office chair, I'm sure. But then 70% of people agree that the sofa has become their best friend. Um, that is a weird question to ask. Is the couch now your best friend? I don't know about best friend, but we have become a little bit more connected for sure. And I mean, 448 hours this year, uh, just judging by the extra hours that I tacked on over the weekend, yeah, that... That number seems right. The morning chat is about common things, very commonplace objects, animals, things that almost everybody has really experienced in their life. They're super everyday, and yet you just have somehow managed never to have seen them with your own eyes before. Of course, admitting 
that there are many amongst us who just can't see uh, as well as the average for sure. Uh, but but still, I mean, I think that like cows, for instance, in the study that I was reading is a super commonplace thing. And yet a third of young people that responded to the study said, yeah, no, never seen one with my own two eyes. Only on film and TV, only photos on the Internet. That's weird for me. That's like that's like natural disasters where like, I, I totally would love to see a, a real tornado with my own eyes. Now, granted, I don't want any damage, property or or human or animal or otherwise. White, right? Like if I could magically make it so I could watch a natural disaster and not have any impact on other people. Great. Uh, you know, like if I could see a volcano, totally cool. If I could see a tsunami, awesome. I don't want to see the impacts of these things. I just would like to see them. But those aren't very commonplace things. What is a commonplace thing I've never seen before? Well, I had my eyes opened earlier this weekend when I was told... I, I was ranting a little bit. Paint comes in a bag now? I find that strange. And somebody said, well, no, it's just like the, the juice bags that you got at Halloween, right? And I went, juice bags that you got at Halloween? What is this devilry that you speak of? And they showed me photos, a uh, commonplace thing apparently, rite of passage for childhood for many. I never experienced such a thing. No juice bags at Halloween for me. Never even heard of them before, let alone seen them with my own eyes. What is that for you? You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Some music news for you. The Foo Fighters did indeed reveal new music with a debut performance of Shame Shame on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. We also know that their latest studio album, 10th in Line, will arrive February 5th of next year. Very much looking forward to it. Miley Cyrus, uh, an artist we don't often play here at 100.5 Cruise FM, absolutely mash up a song with an artist we do. Stevie Nicks' Edge of Midnight was uh, rehashed re into Midnight Sky by Miley, which has now earned just over a million uh, views, experiences, in, uh, in impressions on YouTube alone. We also had an absolutely iconic crowd of musicians sort of gathered, virtually gathered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony also over the weekend. It took an extra six months of planning to bring it all together during the pandemic, but the event was far more than a glorified Zoom meeting because of it. Every inductee had an accompanying mini documentary about their life and times, namely Nine Inch Nails, Doobie Brothers, T-Rex, Depeche Mode, Whitney Houston, and the notorious B.I.G. Very sad news over the weekend as we learned of uh, the past of Alex Trebek at 80 years of age after a, a public and, and, uh, and very difficult battle uh, with cancer that he was doing quite well with. In fact, there was times when he was reporting on word from his doctor saying that they'd never seen such uh, you know a response, such a positive response, but unfortunately still a bad diagnosis overall, and it finally did catch up. I didn't know this, actually. I wasn't aware. Uh, Alex Trebek broke the Guinness record for game show episodes hosted by the same presenter, obviously on the exact same show. And he did that six years ago in 2014 and has since been adding to it now more than 8,200 episodes. So that's why he was so adamant to stay at his job, to stay with the hosting cards in hand. He wanted to make sure that that... That was untouchable. A legacy with a Guinness record that nobody else can even dream of holding a candle to. I mean, you want to get started on it? Sure, go ahead, go ahead. You got 8,200 shows to do. Wow. Tuesday. 
off of the album Ride the Lightning from Metallica, For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is a Hemingway novel. In fact, the song is about an excerpt from that novel, For Whom the Bell Tolls, which was about the Spanish Civil War. And in fact, it was about uh, international brigade soldiers uh, trying to escape fascists with stolen horses who then are faced by enemy aircraft on a hill. And their lyrics totally spell that picture out uh, if you listen closely and, you know, you're a little bit familiar with it. Uh, I, I have never read the novel. I'm definitely not an expert, but I do find it interesting that a song that rocks that hard really has some close ties to, like, hey, fascism's not that great. And the Spanish Civil War, uh, it seems like old timey to talk about a civil war in a country, but really that was like a precursor slash the, uh, the, uh, the uh, prelude to World War II in a way. So, I mean, absolutely relevant to it. And. Kind of fitting, considering we're at Remembrance Day week already. Headline that might seem like it's from 1996. Stevie Wonder and Celine Dion are teaming up for an American Thanksgiving benefit concert for nurses hosted by Whoopi Goldberg. No, it's actually a 2020 affair, and of course it's because of the pandemic. Uh, Nurse Heroes Live is going to be live-streamed worldwide 7 p.m. Eastern Time on November 26th, featuring additional performances from Gloria Estefan, Emily Estefan, Andrea Bocelli, Black Eyed Peas, Josh Groban, Carol King, a whole lot more as well including some cash going and support uh, going in from uh, Taylor Swift. She is donating a signed folklore guitar auction for the benefit of the Nurse Heroes Foundation as well. You've also got more uh, Foo Fighters in the news, which is surprising. They've been just everywhere, but apparently they are going to be uh, coming out with some more. Uh, you know, they might be a little heavier in future days. At least Dave Grohl says Foo Fighters can absolutely turn into a death metal band. Or they could become the Carpenters, he says, with the other breath. Uh, this is all in advance and support of their upcoming album, Medicine at Midnight, which is coming out in February of next year. Eh, maybe he's tempering expectations. Maybe he's just getting people excited. Either way. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. It's time for a, a punch lineup. We haven't done one of these in a little while. Usually I find a headline out there that just makes me chuckle in and of itself. We got to add some jokes to it. Um, this one actually a little bit sad, though. It's about an animal. An animal that is going extinct. Well, maybe, potentially. Research shows that the great tit, and by great tit I mean a very common garden bird in the United Kingdom, is potentially going to be going extinct by the year 2100 due to climate change. That's right. Research suggests that the great tit could be extinct by 2100. In other words, great tits will be much easier to observe in colder temps. Uh, research suggests that the great tit will be extinct by the year 2100 because of climate change, so we really got to put the squeeze on this situation. The whole issue. Uh, research suggests the great tit will be extinct by the year 2100 because of climate change. We're really hoping that they bounce back. I mean, uh, we're really, really rooting for them. Research suggests that the great tit will be extinct by the year 2100 due to climate change, and you know what they say about a bird in the hand. Uh, got any more for me? That's the punch lineup. There's always room for more. Thursday. Oregon, down south in the United States, became the first of the 50 U.S. states to uh, decriminalize all drug possession. Okay, let me unpack that just a little bit. Decriminalization does not mean legalization, um, and it does not mean that it is not a crime to produce or sell or, or, or possess in large quantities all these. It just means that a, a, a small amount that would be deemed suitable for personal use if found on your person, you would no longer be hit with a criminal charge. Instead, I guess the option they've gone with is you either have a $100 fine, which seems like a bit of a slap on the wrist, or you sign up for some treatment. 
some addictions treatment, some substance abuse treatment, that kind of thing. And the whole point is to try and stem the opioid uh, epidemic and and the amount of people that unfortunately have been losing their lives due to overdosing on uh, opioid drugs. And this, uh, you know, and also there's the 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 disparate amount of people and and types of people who have been charged with possession throughout the United States and everything. It's supposed to be helping out with a lot of that. Um, I you know I. I think you know i need a little bit more science i believe that there is something to that uh, and i think that giving people treatment instead of a, a cell is a really good idea in a lot of cases and maybe for those who still seem to be able to un- unable to repeat or those who are profiting off of other people's misery yeah okay maybe a little harsher for them right right but uh, all i know for sure about this update uh, is that we're going to get some news some some research some information as we go and the new update for oregon trail is going to be absolutely insane very interesting i mean I think dying from dysentery will now be preventable, but your son just took something and thought a grizzly bear was a big, lovable talking tree. So now your food rations are going to last longer. A lot of the secret Santas are starting to be formulated. Whose name you got on the list? People are starting to check some off, trying to get ahead of the rush, meter out the spending over a year where the costs are all that much more important, which means that you're probably going to see a lot of homemade gifts for this year. Yep, that's right. A lot of them might be uh, handcrafted with care and diligence and attention to detail, which can be a great thing. It can be absolutely fantastic. In fact, some people are really experts at crafting. Um, And then other efforts can be uh, a little shaky at best. You know what I mean? But I think all for the best, though. I mean, a gift is something that uh, is given without an expectation of something in return. And and a gift is something that should be appreciated. I mean, not every single gift, not a blanket statement. I mean, sometimes they're a little bit boneheaded, and I think a try again is warranted. However, for the most part, when a gift is given, there should be appreciation towards the thought and the effort. Particularly for something that was made with somebody's own two hands. Woodworking. Glue. Glue. Sanding paper, paint, whatever it is that you're making, I'm curious if that's the route you're going to take. What is it that you're going to make? Or at least what are you good at making? 780-715-CRUISE, that's 2789. I mean, might not be the best option for some of the more picky people on your list. It's a love coupon book. One free snuggle, one back rub. See, that's your silhouette and macaroni. And those pipe cleaners are... I'm confused. Why didn't you just buy me something expensive? But... I stayed up all night making this. I clearly stated that I wanted something that was A, expensive, B, bought, and C, not lovingly handcrafted. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Time for a little music news for you. Alice Cooper is taking rock and roll back to school with the announcement of a new album called Detroit Stories on the Horizon. You'll only have to wait until February 21st for the release recorded with a host of other musicians hailing from Motor City. Uh, The first single arrives tomorrow, actually, Friday the 13th, fittingly, and is a cover of Velvet Underground's track Rock and Roll. The Black Keys are prepping for the 10th anniversary of their album Brothers. It will be uh, including, they will be re-released, including never-before-heard songs. It arrives December 18th, which was announced with an amusing video about a fan who happened to just buy the album fresh in 2010 and then immediately fell into a coma for 10 years. It must be so different now. Oh no. Oh, you don't know. What is it? Like, what's changed in the world? You know, now that you mention it, there was something. What's changed? 
Oh, we won the album? <laughs> well, there's three new bonus tracks. No, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Ridiculous. Also, Ticketmaster is uh, taking bold steps to ensure concerts can continue. Plan is still in development, but there is maybe a demand that people who purchase tickets are going to have to prove their vaccinated status or provide proof of a negative COVID test within a window of one to three days prior to the concert. Guitar Hero was the king of the castle for, for a time, and that time was 15 years ago. If you can believe it, the first Guitar Hero did come out in 2005, uh, and you are now flashing back to the hours and hours and hours that you spent playing that, trying to perfect your button-pressing skills and independent finger movement. <laughs> now, uh, a great thing about that game, I mean, unfortunately, there were spin-offs, there was competition, there was all kinds of different uh, peripherals to plug into your m- machine. Uh, you know, it became too too much to wade through, too deep of a sea of different similar games uh, from Guitar Hero and its subsidiaries to, to or subsequents rather, and then to uh, Rock Band was the biggest uh, you know challenger with its full band equipment. But then you'd have to buy all the equipment, which I guess is kind of like being in a band for real, or at least trying to be. But the best part about that game, or those games period, was the exposure to music, I think. Uh, I mean, I know almost all of the songs that were on those tracks, but there was always, uh, always be always be a new band or a new song that I would experience for the first time with those games and just be completely wowed by or a song that I had known deep uh, down in my heart and like thought I had every note committed to memory I had no idea about the actual musical structure of which you kind of get to learn through that game Uh, always had a great time playing it uh, until you know everybody in the world just kind of hit the same point where they're like all right enough 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 we've played this game enough who knows maybe there will be a revival someday i don't know in the meantime you can pretty much download it on your computer and use your keyboard to play it at any time for pretty much no money down so uh, i don't know about that but it's fun to reminisce what was your favorite song to jam out on friday there's some sad news out there in the world i'm sorry to tell you this but it, it, it appears that karen's and i mean people literally named karen have been seeing a decrease in interest when it comes to dating apps. In fact, it can be quantified as an average of 31% drop in interest in their profiles on dating apps, and it's proposed that it's simply because of their names and how people are treating Karens these days. Uh, I, for one, am appalled by this information. I feel very bad for the the people named Karen out there. Uh, It's ridiculous uh, because, you know, we should all know that being named Karen doesn't make you a Karen. Being a Karen makes you a Karen. And I'm Karen for the Karens who don't act like Karens, getting treated like Karens. But Karens who act like real Karens aren't helping the Karens one little bit. So be careful, Karens. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to be, but try not to be a Karen for the sake of yourself and other Karens simply named Karen. What is something we can all agree on? What is something we can all agree on? I mean, there's a few things. We've already got a fact uh, submitted and I was saying, well, I mean, that's all good. That's all good, but uh, I do hope that people, uh, you know, like, the sky is blue is just a fact, right? Like, that's, you know, everybody poops is a fact. I think that we definitely all will agree on that, but, but I'm talking about, like, opinions that we all agree on that nobody seems to have, like, a dissenting opinion on. For example, I've got some for you. Get the mind rolling, get the wheels turning. It's a great feeling when you drop your phone and it doesn't crack. Some we can all agree on, right? Stepping on something wet in socks is the worst. It makes your sock and the bottom of your foot moist. Oh, I hate it. Ah. Music is a universal language. I think we can all agree on that. Not all music is universal, sure, but music as a whole, right? 
There are few pains that compare to what you feel when you step on a Lego. It's even worse when it's in the dark. Something we can all agree on. Keanu Reeves is great. Something we can all agree on. And the top response that I saw online when people have asked this question is, mosquitoes suck. That's a hybrid answer because that is both factually accurate and an absolute opinion that everybody has. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Elton John is releasing new old music this week, a newly polished 1968 recording of I Can't Go On Living Without You, which was a finalist at Eurovision that year, is one of the many unreleased pieces within the Jewelbox 8-disc 148-song collection, which is out today. You gotta pay money for that one, though. The single is available for free and uh, even comes with a lyric video. Just published. A teaser, if you will. And speaking of things to come, a Canadian R&B artist with a sound all his own is set to headline the 55th Super Bowl in Tampa Bay on February 7th, 2021. As it stands, there may be only a 20% filled audience at the stadium itself. But we know for sure that uh, whoever's there is going to be jamming out to Abel Tesfe, much better known as The Weeknd. SpaceX, the Elon Musk-fronted uh, private space-faring firm, they're going to be sending people to space for the first time tomorrow, actually. And the crazy thing is that they only got their approval from NASA to do so on Tuesday. That's a... That's a tight schedule, though, I mean, uh, of course, what we learned from the launches over the summer is that, yeah, sometimes they have to work with a tight schedule. First one was uh, was uh, was paused by weather. They had to go with their next window, which is only at a certain time during certain weather, during certain calculations. Right. Uh, but that I've learned was not actually SpaceX sending people to space. It was their first manned mission. Sure. So, I mean, it it marks an occasion. But they didn't go to space. They went to the International Space Station and the two uh, astronauts aboard. They spent two months there living and working, and then they climbed back into the uh, spacecraft that docked with the station. They uh, they jetted down through the atmosphere uh, and then safely parachuted back to Earth. And, uh, you know, all said and done there, basically. Uh, but now I'm learning that was like a demonstration. That whole thing was just basically being like, hey, NASA, can we can we continue to do this? Can we maybe actually make good on our, our plans to send people to Mars in the future? Very crazy stuff. Um, I don't know about going to Mars, but I got to say, that'd be pretty physically distant from people. Don't think there's much chance of catching anything up there other than space COVID. Oh, dangerous stuff. But also, I do feel bad for Bob and Doug. Not the McKenzie brothers. I'm talking about Bob Bankin and Doug Hurley, the two astronauts who were aboard SpaceX flight during the summer to the International Space Station. Now, tomorrow, they're going to be sending some humans into space, and I feel like their accomplishments earlier in the summer might be kind of, like, washed aside by it. I don't think they care too much. They're probably pretty happy to have ever even taken that flight. And yeah, their names will be in textbooks anyways. They're just going to be next to other people, you know? Like Neil Armstrong was next to Buzz. Transmission over. One more Steve. New podcast episodes happen every Friday. Or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. On 100.5 Cruise FM.